Dear God, we come to you now and we just ask that you just speak directly to us, dear Lord. The words you have prepared for each and every one of us, just allow us to hear it in the way that it was prepared and accept it, dear Lord, and go out and live it so others may be changed as you live through us. Amen. So last week we kicked off a new book, First John, and uh, we're looking at it through a lens of uh, fellowship, and we talked about some of the obstacles, some of the some of the things that are deteriorating our fellowship, and uh, some of them we have control over, some of them we don't have control. Um, that's going to be something that we deal with in the future on a continuous basis, and we're going to have to uh, adjust and, and, you know, look at it and, and make sure that we are taking advantage of all of our opportunities, all the things that we have at our fingertips, technology-wise and all that. But Today I want, to, I want to talk about something a little bit more basic as we look at the, the topic of fellowship as this book brings it out. And this is something that we kind of we know and we kind of just swallow it whole, like, yep, that's, that's right. But the application and the, um, where, it, where it meets, you know, as they say, where the feet meet the street, kind of a, that is kind of where the, the rub comes in. And, it's can be summed up in one word, and that's genuineness. And I think that any, any relationship that you have that is important to you or that is impactful to you, there is genuineness there. And it's the superficial, it's the, it's the fake. Um, those are the relationships that don't really mean anything, and we don't really draw from each other. So um, this morning, we're going to look at the topic of fellowship, but we need to have the, the mind of genuineness um, looking at two aspects of that, okay? And we're going to talk about two different type of relationships, and I want you, as we talk through this, I want you to just have a conversation with yourself this morning and kind of, you know, Kind of grade yourself, kind of go through an internal accounting about what's the genuineness of your relationship in these two type of relationships. Because the Bible pulls them out and it kicks this book off, talks about how fellowship is kind of the root of what goes on here and all things build from fellowship with God, fellowship with Jesus Christ, and from that we are supposed to have fellowship with each other. And then if it's going to be legit, then it has to be a genuine relationship. And just let me, just let me tee it up like this. Do you know anybody that when you superficially ask them, how are you doing or what's been going on, and they tell you, isn't that terrible? I mean, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, but sometimes we, we ask that question, like, hey, what's been going on, and they're like, oh, and they roll back, and you're in, like, you're like, oh, I didn't really mean it, right, and that's where we are, that's where we are in a lot of our relationships, that's where we are in a lot of our interactions, and uh, Ariane gets mad at me, because when she sends me to the store, I come back like an hour and 20 minutes later, and she asks, what have you been doing? I said, well, 
You really want to know? Because this happened in the bread aisle, and then you sent me to the produce. And I used to make one of my kids go with me, and the last time I asked Tori to go with me, she said, no, Dad, it just gets weird when you have to pray in the, in, in the bakery. <laughs> okay? And, you know, so I, I can't be fake in Big John's, you know what I mean? I can be faking Kroger. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, we, I mean, think about that. If you're honest with yourself, you know, a lot of what you want going on with people is just superficial surface stuff. We don't want to get down deep, okay? Don't really want to, don't really want to get to know you, you know. That's what we say to each other, okay? But the Bible, the Bible says that that's not correct, okay? And what's happening is, and I say this sometimes, instead of the church impacting the world it seems like sometimes the world impacts the church okay and what we've done is we've taken this urge and this custom and this habit and maybe this want and need of just having superficial relationships and then that bleeds into our relationship with God and with Jesus Christ and it's dangerous all right so let's look here there is a requirement in order for it to be fellowship, there are requirements. And the Bible pulls this out in 1 John. And um, just r real quick, this is a logistical poll. Can you guys read this? Is it big enough now? Anybody not be able to read this? Still got one? Scoot up eight rolls, Marlene. <laughs> All right. Because I, believe it or not, I can read it. This has been the first week ever. This is the message which we have heard from him, okay, and declare to you. Now, I want you, to, I want you to think about this, okay? And don't just superficially read this, but genuinely read this. It says that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. And I just want you to, just for a second, I just want you to concentrate on who Jesus Christ is. And Jesus Christ is the, the perfect Son of God. Okay? And He is all power, all knowing, ever present. He is our salvation. He is our atonement. He is all things to us. And we can build on that because He is the light of the world. And there is no darkness in light darkness cannot exist in light light extinguishes darkness in the darkness of this world that seems to be growing and growing and growing we have taken all kinds of approaches on how to extinguish or dim the darkness that keeps creeping up in this world and here's what I'm telling you and this is what I'm just Relating to you what the Bible clearly says is that there is no darkness in light and Jesus Christ is the light of the world. So knowing that, if we want to extinguish the darkness of this world, guess where we have to turn to? The light of the world. Jesus Christ. And we have spent too many hours, years, efforts, blood, sweat, tears, and money trying to find other ways on how to 
dim, extinguish the darkness that is overtaking this world. And I'm here to tell you that the only true, genuine way to extinguish the darkness in this world is with Jesus Christ. And the Bible clearly states that Jesus Christ is the light of the world. And it says that if we have fellowship, all right? So here it is. So if you want to ask yourself, do I have genuine fellowship with my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So here's the first relationship that we're going to talk about. It is your relationship with Jesus Christ. Do you have a genuine relationship with Jesus Christ? Well, here's how you know, okay? We know that he is the light of the world. He extinguishes darkness. Darkness can't exist with him there because he is light. And it says, if we have fellowship with him and we walk in darkness then we live, we're living a lie and we are not practicing the truth. Because if Jesus Christ is a part of our lives, now we're going to fail, don't get me wrong here, but that darkness can't forever exist around us. Because Jesus Christ should be living in us and he will extinguish the darkness. So ask yourself, as you're going through your internal audit this morning, do I have habitual, do I have ever-present darkness that just hangs around me? And if that is the case, then you need to have a reflection and you need to have a discussion about the genuineness of your relationship with Jesus Christ. Because I guarantee you, it's not him, okay? It's us. It's on us. And we get in, and, and sometimes we just get consumed by the world and, and how busy it should be. We think we should be, how busy the world requires us to be. They put all these, you know, if you're going to be a good dad, you got to do this. You're going to be a good teacher. You're going to be a good employee. You got to do all this stuff. Okay. I get it. I'm right there with you. All right. I get the same emails and the same meetings and all that stuff. But if we're going to truly live in a world of darkness and live as reflection of light of Jesus Christ, then that relationship has to be genuine, which means that you got to get serious about your relationship with Jesus Christ. And it's not just, it's not just the newbies. It's not just those that are young in faith. Sometimes those of us who have been around forever and know the, the talk and, you know, can, can do all that. Sometimes we're the ones who get relaxed in our relationship. Sometimes we think we understand. Sometimes, like, I've been there, done that. But here's the deal. You have people that are depending on you, that watch you, that are marrying you. You're their example. You're their mentor, whether you do it in words or actions. So, we have to get serious about our relationship with Jesus Christ. The days of being superficial, those have to go away because we're in some very dark times. We're in some very tough times, and I, I, I don't see it getting any better. Okay? And if it's going to get better for us, then we got to go to the true source of light, and that is the light of the world, Jesus Christ. Amen? 
But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, so if we have a genuine relationship with Jesus Christ, then it says, and only then does it say, you hear what I'm saying there? I told you this last week. When I was a high school student here at Star Church, my Uncle Larry was my, he was my um, Sunday school teacher, and he did a thing, and it stuck with me all these years. The only thing that stuck with me more is when my grandpa Cecil told me, don't just marry a looker, get a cooker too. Okay? And I, got, I got both. I'll just tell you that. As you can tell. But anyways, Larry said, if this relationship's not right, then these relationships can't be right. And when these relationships aren't right, it's going to affect this relationship. Does that make sense to you? Because I would think I was 16 years old at the time, and it was probably the first time I had paid attention in Sunday school, and it really stuck with me. And it's been something that has stuck with me all these years. And you know what? It is biblical doctrine, is that you cannot have fellowship, true biblical Christian fellowship, unless you are in a genuine fellowship relationship with Jesus Christ. Because it says it right there. But if we walk in the light as he walks in the light, we have fellowship with one another. So if we want to build this church, if we want to have relationships in this church, if we want to be able to mentor people, if we want to be able to teach people, change their lives, we want them to believe what we're trying to teach them, then guess what we have to have? A genuine relationship with people. They don't care unless they know that we love them. They won't listen to what we have to say unless they know that we love them. And that only happens with a genuine relationship when you are truly sharing with one another, when you are on an equal platform and nobody is better than anybody. We come together, we share things, we make sure that people are taken care of, we pray for each other, we lift each other up, we take on their burdens as if they're our own. Those are the things that we say all the time but in order for us to have fellowship, we have to take those things that we say all the time and we have to start putting them into practice. All right? And I'm not saying that we don't do that. I'm reminding us that in order to build a church and to grow a church and to grow your relationships and build relationships, we have to have a genuine relationship on solid footing with Jesus Christ. And then and only then can we have a genuine interaction of fellowship with each other. Because when you come in and your motives and the things that are driving you as a person and all that stuff built inside of you that the outside voices take advantage of and they build you up and it's on both sides, okay? I'm not picking on any side. It's on both sides and they're both crazy, I think, all right? And, but they gin us up and they work on our emotions and then we come together and sometimes that comes out that inhibits us from being loving towards certain people or one another or anybody. Okay? And sometimes we get in a position where we don't be, want to be around anybody. We just get into that cocoon. But I'm telling you that if you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, then you are pushed towards fellowship. Because you are in a service, sacrifice, stewardship mindset. And you want to serve people. You want to sacrifice for people. 
You want to be able to take the blessings that God is giving you, turn those around so that you can bless others as Jesus Christ lives through us. And that is how we get fellowship. And it says there that in the blood of Jesus Christ, his son cleanses us from our sins. And there is the reminder that Jesus Christ is all things to us. He is our salvation. He is the reason why we can have fellowship. He is the reason why we can have eternal life. In fact, he is the reason why we can live on this earth. And a lot of times, a lot of times we ask ourselves, like, what are we here for? I mean, once you become a Christian, it's like, well, you know, then you start looking towards eternal life. But Jesus made it very clear, especially in, his, in the model prayer as on earth as it is in heaven. And it's our requirement, what he's calling us to do is to serve and to love and to try to make this world a place where Jesus Christ is apparent and we are his hands and feet and we become the flesh in the body of Jesus Christ as he lives through us. And we change the world. We have fellowship. And that fellowship builds. And then you can truly worship with each other as you share, as you take away all the, the walls and all the lines that we have in this, in this society here. And those don't exist anymore. And we just come together as people who love one another, who share with one another, and we are glorifying the Savior who went to the cross and gave all for us. And that is true fellowship. And it's built on the ultimate sacrifice. So when you come into a relationship, a lot of times it's like, what can I get from this relationship? That's not fellowship. Okay? That's what a tick does. All right? And I hate ticks. I can't eat cheeseburgers because of ticks. All right? But that's what a tick does. It just gets on a host and just feeds off of them. Fellowship is where you're sacrificing for them, where you're giving to them, to where you are concerned about their needs, you're concerned about their health, you're concerned about what's going on in their lives, and you're legitimately, genuinely concerned. That's fellowship. And we got to get to a place in our relationship with Jesus Christ that allows us to exhibit that in our relationships with each other. And if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. The truth is not in us. So here it is. You know what the, the gasoline of fellowship is? Humility. When you start getting proud and vain and think you're better than these, then that is where your relationship with Jesus Christ suffers because you can't humbly go before the throne. And then that's where we start to think we deserve all the stuff that we have. We you know, we're responsible for our own salvation. We can solve it. We can do this. We look to ourselves for our own strength. And then that bleeds into our relationships with people. And that destroys fellowship. And the truth is not in us. Jesus Christ will not be evident in us if we get that mindset. But if we confess our sins, if we admit that we're sinners, if we admit that we sin daily, then we can come with a humble spirit and then you can start to have true fellowship because you truly understand that Jesus Christ is the only way to the Father. He's the only way to salvation. He is our salvation, 100% responsible for our salvation. 
And if you build on that and you have that type of mindset and that type of humility, then you won't need to think, what can I get from this? This is my right to do this, and I might get offended. All that stuff melts away. And you're able to have genuine fellowship, even with people that you don't agree with. You can have fellowship with them. And I, I don't know. It, I'm, I might be, I, I've got, I've taken some shots in the head over the years, so maybe I'm disturbed or I'm not mentally clear. Don't you want, don't you want to live in a world where people who don't agree can actually sit down and have conversations again? Or is that just me? I mean, I'm worn out, worn out with all the chesting and all this, and I can't talk to you. I don't, I don't believe like that one you believe. Like, we can agree to disagree, but I got to love you, and I got to be worried about your soul, and I got to be able to pray for you. And sometimes I don't think, I'm guilty, I'm guilty just like you. There's times when I'm like, I hope, hope that rock falls on his head. You know, you just think these terrible thoughts. Like, why, why am I thinking those terrible thoughts? Because you don't have the light in you, okay? It says that he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He is the perfect Savior. He's always there with the perfect amount of grace. And if we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. So here's kind of the, the summation of that section of verses. Sometimes we look down on people because their sins are a little different than ours. Doesn't matter. Sin is sin. Sin divides us from God. Sin destroys relationships. Sin destroys fellowship. And when we come in with a high and mighty or a very vain or proud thought about our Christian life and our Christian walk, that destroys fellowship. We can't look down on any of them. I've had several discussions the last couple weeks about addiction. You know what? Every single one of us has an addiction problem. Okay? Just different stuff, different sins. We have a go-to sin. When that thing pops up, it's like, oh, no, not that one again. And then, what, 10 minutes later, like, oh, why did I do that? I'm not going to do that again. We know the date. January the 16th, 2022. It's the last time I did that. All right, whatever. All right. But we all sin. We're all addicted to things, just different stuff. And we take this attitude sometimes and we look down on people. But sin is sin. Sin divides us. Sin destroys relationships. And we have to come with a humble heart knowing that Jesus Christ is our forgiveness. Jesus Christ is our atonement and our salvation. Only things can happen through Jesus Christ. He is the light of the world. If we want to diminish the darkness, if we want to kill the darkness, bring the light of the world into it. Then all the darkness will go away. Just some application points here. This is Paul taking the same topic in his letter to the Philippians in the first chapter. And he says, I thank God upon every remembrance of you. We got to think about people, okay? 
Can't just think about ourselves all the time. We got to think about others. So there's the first statement being said. Always in prayer of mind, making requests for you, all with joy. Guess what we got to do? Pray for each other. We got to pray for people. We got to be a praying church. And this is a praying church. But we can always build and increase and teach others how to become a prayer warrior. You think about in the last 20 years, some of the prayer warriors that we've lost. We got to replace them. We got to build people up to be prayer warriors, to be concerned with, with what's going on in people's lives. And, and you got to think about people. You just can't be totally consumed with yourself. For your, there it is, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. So you have to have that stuff in order for fellowship to exist. Otherwise, it's just that superficial stuff that we do in the, like, what's going on? Oh, not much. And being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. And I want you to recognize the, the wording there, okay? It says that, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a work in you will complete it until. So you see what he did? So there's a, there's a complete word, and then he says he's going to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Do you understand what's being said there? That's a progressive phrase. So our Christian walk is a progression. We're here to be more saint-like each and every day. And the way that we do that is we go through trials and tribulations and our faith is tested. And when we come out at the end of those trials and tribulations, we should be better because that we relied on Jesus Christ more. We looked at him more. We gained strength from him more. We didn't rely on ourselves and our own understanding. We drew closer. Our relationship became more genuine through the trials. And because of that, we can have more genuine relationships with others. And the legitimacy of our Christian walk becomes more apparent, not because of our strength, but because of Jesus Christ living through us and fueling us. And it is a progressive, a progression. It's called sanctification. And that keeps on happening into our lives then. And that's why he is saying that he is making it complete all the way up until the day he calls us home. It is that progression. And in order to do that, we've got to pick up that cross that has been laid in front of us each and every morning. And before our feet hit the floor, what do we have to do? Pray a prayer of emptying, empty me, and the Holy Spirit that is in me, let him take over and fuel me so that I can pick up this cross, this ministry. You are all ministers. You all have been given a ministry. It's time for you to pick up that cross and carry it. And I know I'm preaching to the choir. You guys do it each and every day. All right? But that is our mandate, to go out into, through love, mercy, and grace, change the world. Just that it is right for me to think of you, of you all, because I have you in my heart. We truly care for people. The relationship is genuine. Inasmuch as both in my chains and in my defense and confirmation, of the gospel, you're all partakers with me of grace. We lift each other's burdens up as if they're our own.
We have to genuinely care for people. Genuinely pray for them. Love them. For God is my witness how greatly I long for y'all with the affection of Jesus Christ. So two relationships that we need to take audit of this morning. And I would like for us to truly and carefully take accounting of our relationship with Jesus Christ. Are we in a genuine spot? Are we in a genuine cycle? Are we doing the superficial stuff? We say in the prayers, we reading the, you know, just reading the, the devotions and like, yeah, that was great. Or are we genuinely praying in a form of worship? Are we coming to God and approaching him, his throne with life-changing prayers, life-changing faith? I've told you this before. A lot of times we throw up microwave prayers. Get it done in the least amount of time. And then sometimes when I think about my prayer requests, it's like, where's the, where's the big stuff? And maybe that's a reflection of my faith at that state and time. But we need to be praying for the big stuff. We need to be praying for the small stuff. But ask yourself, where are you? What is the genuineness of your relationship with Jesus Christ? And then once you're there, then reflect. How genuine is my relationships with people? Do I have genuine relationships? Or am I just superficial in doing the bare minimum and just, how you doing? Good. Hang in there. What's up, tiger? I mean, these are all things that we say and they're just things that Say hi and roll on. It's time to stop rolling on. It's time to start getting to know people. That's the only way we can bring health back into the church worldwide. Because it's getting dark and only the light of the world can extinguish the darkness. Thank you for tuning in to Star Church's Sermon. We truly hope that the sermon edified you today and brought you closer to the Lord. For more information about Star Church, visit our website at stargbchurch.com. Once again, that's stargbchurch.com. If you would like to visit our church, our address is 4925 State Road 142 North, El Dorado, Illinois 62930. We now pray that God will bless you as you enter the mission field and bring his word to the world. And as always, we will see you next time here at Star Church. Thank you.